why streamers have their DMs closed for a lot of their communities is a pretty good reason. If a streamer were to respond to everyone in their community, it would lead to immense burnout, which is actually the topic of today's stream. Hello, everyone. I'm Moogie. And I'm Mina. And we are Migi Mail, a podcast made by two friends that discuss the vast world of content creation. And today we're talking about burnout. The, uh, special call out, uh, Evie gave me the uh, the topic. Oh, really? Then, oh, shit. Yeah, Thank you, Evie. I just told you. <laughs> special call out. Why did you say it like that? <laughs> well, just special, a special call, call out. out to Evie Envy. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, special call out to Evie Envy. but um yes today's episode is in fact about burnout yes yes in in, mainly within the content creation community but if it happens you know it happens everywhere it happens in Mm -hmm. normal day-to-day life it happens just from living you get burnt out from being alive sometimes and yeah that's so true (laughs) (laughs) oh god this is too real um how do we want to start this well we can first start it off with you know like what is burnout so burnout is by definition it is a state of consistent feelings of stress depression or feeling stuck kind of in your current living situation and feeling unsatisfied with it so burnout hi it's me (laughs) i'm the problem it's me don't don't sue us taylor swift please um But yes, burnout is a syndrome that is conceptualized in like the day-to-day life as a result of chronic workplace stress that is not successfully managed. Mm -hmm. And that can lead to a lot of other symptoms of physical uh, exhaustion, of mental exhaustion, like uh, depression or feelings of loneliness, isolation, a lot of different things. But Mm -hmm. specifically what we're here to talk about is our own experience with it, which is more so in the content creation sphere of burnout. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's something that um, like a lot of people experience, but they don't realize they're experiencing it. I think every single content creator is burnt out on they're they're in they're in one stage or the other but all of them are burnt out i feel like every single person is burnt out um in the world i would argue there's at least one healthy person okay no that's that's uh, i don't know though i feel like there there has to be one (laughs) (laughs) there has to be a singular person that is okay i i need that okay someone in the chat please raise your hand if you are that person (laughs) we need this please i i need you i need one person to know that like it's possible I feel like the thing is like burnout is like typically conceptualized as like workplace burnout, right? But I yeah. feel like nowadays because like the the concept like of hustling is so prevalent mm, that yes. even like hobbies become a source of burnout. You know what I mean? I would argue hobbies you can get burnt out from them faster than your work or like like workplace because you're putting so much of your energy into it where it's like there's a level of detachment at least, like, in my case, because, like, you know, I, I do have a job outside of, like, content creation. Mm-hmm. And, yes, I'm tired of my job, but it's also, like, I don't put in nearly as much effort into it. And, like, there's not that level of care. 
So, mm. God, if my employer's listening to this, I put 150% effort into my job. Every day I clock in, I do my work, and I clock right out. I hit my KPIs. Don't worry. Don't worry. I don't play games while I work ever. Oh, totally not. Totally. Yeah. I've never yeah, seen never. Mina play a video game ever. I've never yeah, even been never. in call with her when she's working. Never. Yeah, never. Oh, never. <laughs> but um, there's like a certain level of detachment when it's like your workplace. But like when it's your your hobby or like a content creation hustle, you're putting so much effort into making that like dream come true that the highs and the lows are so much more drastic than workplace highs and lows. Mm. I don't know. Because like I would say that I was like, I, I, I feel like it's like different types of burnout though. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's very it, different types. It's very different types. Because I would say like the burnout I'm experiencing with content creation is definitely not the same mm -hmm. burnout as I experienced when I was working as a researcher or like in school. Mm -hmm. But like it definitely was different forms of exhaustion. I feel like the content creation type though, it's like a constant state of exhaustion. <laughs> Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. <laughs> content creation specifically, you're never off because you're on Twitter, you're, you're networking, you're like watching videos, you're getting ideas, you're watching streams, you're watching your friends' streams, you're still getting ideas. Like you're constantly like looking at ways to like improve content or it's like to work essentially. And it turns like all your free time into work time. And I you don't actually have that time to turn off. It's also the prospect of like, like, this is, like, this is a, I, like, for for me, like, this is my full-time thing, right? It's, like, the prospect of, like, I could be doing more. Whereas at work, you know, mm -hmm. like, they're going to pay you a set amount of money for that set amount of time you work. Like, yeah, exactly. even if you do more work, you're not going to get anything and that's out why of it. You, and that's why you don't do more work. You do the exact amount and a <laughs> little bit more. A little bit more so you're not the last person, but you want to be middle of the road. With, like, to, you know, to, not, to not, you know, exceed any expectations, but also not, you yes. know... You want to just be, the threshold. You want to be slightly above expectations, <laughs> and you want to be likable. That's it, and you're you're set for life. You have to teeter that line. <laughs> God. But with content oh, creation, wow, life you can't. Sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I think like the content creation grind. It's just so different because it's all self paced. Mm -hmm. Everyone, everyone like grows at a vastly different speed as well. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that it's is like, true. It's not linear. It's like a freaking like loop-de-loop-de -loop freaking like the lines are everywhere. The lines don't even connect half the time. You don't mm -hmm. even know what's going on. And it's just like trying to figure out because like you have to learn an algorithm, but no one understands the algorithm. God, and it's no like, one understands the algorithm. And there's like five different algorithms. And they're always so, changing. They're and they're always constantly changing. changing. They never stay the same. It's yeah, so it's, annoying. You might figure out like half of one and then they change it. Yeah, no, it's, it's fucking crazy. So Samuel asks, so then, are there different types of burnout that someone can get? Or is it just burnout in general? I think there's definitely different types of burnout. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's different types as well. Because like, I would argue that like the burnout I experience in content creation, it's more so of a burnout of like socialization exhaustion. Like I have a threshold of how much I can be this uh, more energetic personality. And like, mm. that's my threshold of that. You know, if I do it too much, it becomes feeling like, it, it, it feels like it's fake. It feels like it's not genuine. You know, it feels like I'm pushing it almost. Oh. Whereas like if when I was working in my research lab or like I was in school, the burnout that I experienced was because I was just constantly bombarded with information, you know? Oh, it's a kind like, of overstimulation. I was overstimulated. Yeah. 
Whereas like it's it's like for content creation, it feels almost like it's the energy I put in. I can only put in a certain amount of energy before I start feeling like I'm pushing it. Like it's not real oh, anymore. That's so interesting because I don't feel that way when I'm streaming. Where it's like I when I feel burnout, I definitely feel it more off stream that I do on stream. Oh, really? Yeah. Like once I hit live, I'm pretty much fine until I end it. And then it like all hits me where it's like like that exhaustion like settles in after or like before it. Yeah. Like it's that's so interesting. Yeah. Like when I'm live, I'm completely fine. Like I get so much energy from chat that like I feel okay. And like it, 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 it's a fucking drug because like you're fine. (laughs) Like you, like you stream, you're happy, whatever you click and stream. And all of a sudden all the anxiety and all like the stress hits you all at once afterwards. You just go, okay. And like, really? you just have to like, yeah, that's how I, uh, that's why I have to decompress after streams. I think it's for, for, I think it might just be like a attention thing maybe. Cause like for me, when I end stream, I'm done. Like I don't think about it anymore. Oh yeah. And then it's gone. And I just think oh. about something else. No. That's my ADHD speaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because for me, I, I use stream as a distraction. So it's like all that stress, all like that. I, I'm distracting it with stream. And I'm able to focus on just having fun in the moment. And then like, you know, you have that moment after like the high where it's like you're calming down, you're coming back to like reality. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that's like when all like the stress and like, oh, I need to do this, this and this and I have to do that and I have to do this. But I really just I'm going to go to sleep. I think I kind of feel that in a way with like more personal stuff, like less content creation stuff and just more personal life stuff. It's like streaming is a streaming and content creation in general is a way for me to get away Mm -hmm. from like anything in my personal life so like it's like if i'm working on a video if i'm doing stream mm-hmm. if i'm working on like uh like creating a patreon or something like that like that's all like for me it's it's like fun. oh it's like your escapism yeah it's like my escapism right like it's not just streaming itself that's my escapism mm-hmm. it's everything involved in it it's like as i am doing these things i don't have to think about what's going on in my actual life okay i i think our difference here is the only part of content creation i like is streaming Ah, uh, I see. <laughs> I don't like editing videos. That's why I outsource everything. You know, you're the best. Um, I I hate I hate editing. I I hate like networking. I hate like well, I mean, I like making friends, but I don't like networking. Um, I hate like constantly thinking about like the next content idea because like I just want to take a break, but my brain is just like, no, you need to do this and this and this, mm. or like you need to like work on this and that, like. If for like my brain, it it turns it into work rather than like oh like this is just mm, I fun see, time. I see, I see, I see. And like the actual going live portion of it is fun because I'm just like playing games or I'm just watching stuff with oh, chat. I see. So it's like the fun part of content creation is like when I'm live for three hours. Oh, that's and the stressful really interesting. Part is everything else outside of those three hours? Because like I okay, I, I definitely have a distinction. I think like I don't. I also mm-hmm. don't like networking. Like that's one of the things I don't like. I like yeah. being. I like. I very much so like keeping to myself. Yeah, like same. everything I do in content creation that I enjoy is what like what I can do myself. Like if I don't have to outreach to anyone, I enjoy it. Yeah. No. I like. I I will outsource if I can. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm not an artist. I'm not an editor. Like, I don't. Like, my, I'm no, telling you, valid. I'm funny eighty percent of the time, and that's it. But like, I like. I need. I wonder else. if that's why you feel like it's more of a job. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's because you're actively thinking about. I have to go find someone to do this. Like I have yeah. to manage this stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm just a project manager. <laughs> 
like in my head, I'm like, okay, I enjoy doing these things. If I do these Mm -hmm. things while I'm doing content creation, this is my escapism time. Like this is my time to kind of like step away from everything. Because these are like your hobbies. Yeah, kind like of. Yeah, like video editing is my hobby. Yeah, I would say so. Like making music and stuff is my hobby. It's not my main thing, you know? Yeah. But it's, like, it's stuff I enjoy, enjoy doing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I don't have any of that. My <laughs> hobbies are reading fan fiction. Okay? If I could read fanfic and make content off of that, maybe that would work out hey, for I mean, well. you could. There's definitely a market for that somewhere. <laughs> Um, hey guys, welcome to my four-hour video of me reading this three uh, thirty thousand word fan fiction. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh god! But I think we just have uh, two very different mindsets with it. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's also based on like what we enjoy from content creation as well. Mm-hmm. I love the social aspect of like with chat. I think it's so fun. I think like, it's talking fun too. to your chat and like bantering. Oh no, it's great. No, it's definitely yeah, great. Yeah. There's definitely a special relationship that I, that you don't get with like anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Because it's like it's it's your special place, but also that your special place can stress you the fuck out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going back to burnout, I definitely yeah, think burnout. I definitely think like there have been moments where I stream and like this is I I, I recognize where I'm like okay, this is not a good time for me to stream. Mm. Have you ever felt that? Yes. Like it's like I go on to stream and I'll be like, let me try this, and then like I'll get into like two hours in, I'm like I can't do this. And I have to end early or something like that. I have never ended early. Oh, really? I will push through and then I'll just end like right on the dot rather than go like, uh, a little over. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd rather just push and then like deal afterwards. Because again, I, I, I view it like a job. Like I have three hours. I'm going to like put my best into hey, those three that's hours. that's chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. <laughs> Well, shit. <laughs> what stage is that? Is that four? <laughs> That's just the definition of burnout. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I usually just push through. Like, I don't think my chat can tell the days I don't feel as like 100%. I think they could tell the days I'm extra hyper. But I don't know if they could tell the days I'm like at 20%. Mm-hmm. Bushido Banff asks, is there comments that you read that help you push through? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think like there have been moments where like, I- I've talked about this in a previous uh, podcast episode. I've talked about this in a previous podcast episode before where like sometimes like stream and like words from strangers like really do help me like feel better about my situation. Like mm. he doesn't even have to be direct words. It can just be like, I hope you're doing well today, you know? Like something like that will really make me feel like I'm not alone in what I'm facing and I can just, you know, I can get through this today. Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. it sometimes I feel like is helpful. Sometimes it's not because like yeah. there will be days where it kind of feels like, you know, no one in chat is going to understand your situation. No one's going to be able to understand the complexity of it. Right. And mm-hmm. so you kind of just don't put it out there because you're like, I'm just going to get through this without airing myself out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think, think that's like, totally valid, though. I think like those days, it's like, it's like moments where it's like, it's hard for me to like push through and do longer streams because it's like, it mm-hmm. feels like I'm faking a aspect of myself. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, but I don't necessarily think it's faking it, but rather, well, okay, this is my personal, my personal trauma coming in. 
uh, escapism is is i think it's totally valid sometimes where you can just forget about all the issues and just focus on like the happy stuff for a little bit and it's not necessarily like faking it i don't know i feel like it kind of is really but like yeah i'm not like okay like let's say like i'm feeling like more like down uh-huh and i'm just like focusing on something i know is going to make me feel better and so like i'm just like in that moment i'm happy like i'm not faking like that happiness oh but it's, that's like, the difference between me and you I, I can't do that oh okay yeah okay that might actually be that's our, the difference dude. between me and you because like for me <laughs> like I can, I can if completely. i am feeling very sad right like if yeah. something is happening in my life and it's like just completely worn me out mm-hmm. i can't do anything that'll make me happy like oh anything no, I, I do will be considered a distraction like in my head it won't it won't make me happier it'll just be something that keeps me occupied and that's why oh. I drown myself in work because work doesn't necessarily make me happy, but it makes me feel accomplished. It makes me feel like I'm doing something. And that is what leads to burnout. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, yeah, I'm like the opposite. I, I definitely like I can basically like, like Eddie said, like drown in escapism. And in my mind, the problem does not exist anymore because I am focusing on something happy right now. I can't do that. And no. that's it. Like, what do you think I hyperfixate? <laughs> No, I'm, I'm being legit. Like, I hyperfixate because it makes me feel happy. And, like, I, I feel happy while I'm focusing on, like, that stuff that's making me happy. So it's not like I'm forcing it or anything. It's like I naturally, that's, like, that's how I'm feeling. That's but we're so just not interesting. talking about the sad stuff at that's all. I'm so like, that doesn't interesting. exist. What? <laughs> and that's on never having your feelings validated as a child. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been able to do that before. Like, I don't think I've ever been able to, like, really, like feel happy while mm-hmm. there's something going on in my life you know what i mean um like for think example of it more as like a superficial happy yeah but that's what i mean like in my head i know that i'm faking it like but for me that's it. fake but I, I don't think it's fake no no, like, no but like that's make, what, yeah, yeah that's what i mean like though. in it's your like, mind that's how in you're my seeing mind it. i will not be able to perceive that as actual happiness like i'm not actually enjoying myself Mm-hmm. because there's something going on in my life like i i think it's also like a part of me is like i feel like i don't deserve to be happy if there's mm. something of that severity happening in my life if that makes sense yeah and so like in my head i don't allow myself like that escapism because i'm like i have to deal with this this is my responsibility do, kind of thing do, do you think this is kind of like a difference in how we were raised i think so i i, I, I think 100% so think it is. i think this is the only child <laughs> not <laughs> only child showing through <laughs> because like i feel like like from what you told me like of your of your childhood where like a lot of like the family burdens were Mm -hmm. kind of put on you yeah and in my household my my parents hid a lot of the issues that were happening Mm -hmm. where i was never made aware of it as a child so like i didn't even know like issues were happening until i was an adult and they told me about it so like i just was able to like focus on like whatever i wanted Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we never talked about sad things in my household ever. So it was like I never had like a way to actually express sadness. And I never like learned how. Mm-hmm. And like I'm still learning how now where it's like I'd rather just focus on the happy and eventually the sad will go away. We're on two like such different sides of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy, right? It's so crazy. Yeah. But I think like, I think a good notion to this, because we're such different people, is that both of these rationalizations can lead to burnout, you know, because oh, yeah. it's like, no matter like 
if you try to escapism, if you try to deal with it as much as you can, if it's an issue that just cannot be resolved and mm-hmm. it's, you know, impending stress that's just there, like yeah. no matter what you do in these two scenarios, you're still going to get burnt out. Because at the end of the day, you're it, not... One, is the, yeah. one of them is that the issue either can't be dealt with or the issue is just too, like, difficult to move forward from, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, no matter what you're still going to lead to burnout. I feel like that's the issue with like a lot of uh, like content creation as well is that there's so many issues in content creation that you just can't deal with. Like, for example, um, consistently being reminded that people in your sphere are pedophiles, you know, like (laughs) it's always, (laughs) it's always grooming. It's always pedophilia. Can they pick something? I seriously, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Can someone commit tax fraud? Can someone do stock fraud? Can they do anything different? Please. Like why is it always grooming and pedophilia? But like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like these sort of stressors that are in the sphere that just, you can't handle, like you can't tackle this. You can't fix it. Mm. Like, and it's just like consistently there. And I think like that's one of but the I biggest things argue, that lead to it. But I think that like to a degree, but I don't actually think that affects a lot of people burnout wise. Really? I, I, think, it's, I think it affects I think me it's, a bunch. Really? I don't, I don't look at it. But um, for, for me, at least it's the constant like expectations that I put on myself as a content creator. And I think that's what gets to a lot of other content creators as well. The comparison mm. to other streamers. Rather than like the drama that's happening in the community, because like you can turn off Twitter, whatever. But when you go live and you see that number that's directly like tied to your self worth, even though no, it your number is not your self worth, but you can't help but feel like it's your self worth. Like it's such a fickle thing. But like constantly seeing that number go up and down, I think can drastically increase the pace of burnout. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, feel I like- think that's like the main like focus of like actual content creators, not Twitter content creators. <laughs> yeah yeah not be tweeters okay well, like actual know, streamers like I, I think maybe this is a like a difference in uh exposure as well because like for me like like it's literally like happened so many times where like people mm-hmm. you know have just been called out for like yeah. the most disgusting things you know and it's like i think the stress of that is more so for me like i feel like i can't reach out to people because it's like in my head, oh. there's always this impending feeling of like this person might be a horrible person. This person might, you know, have done like terrible things in their past. Because like, I think like that's one of the biggest issues of me being in the community for so long is that I've seen so much shit happen mm. that like I can't find it in myself to trust people in the community anymore. Like I have never once thought that deeply about another person. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I'm being honest. Like I don't, I don't look at like interpersonal relationships as like when is this person gonna fuck up like i don't i don't think about that at all like kind of like if it happens it happens Mm. but um i i think that's just me living living life as each day one day at a time you know (laughs) whatever whatever happens happens but like it's just like hoping that like the people you do choose to trust will like not end up being pieces of shit and like just hoping like your radar can oh yeah tackle that absolutely that's obviously you know the the most like ideal situation right like the ideal perspective that hoping and just you know uh you know hoping for the best case scenario with this person right Mm -hmm. but like i think like that's what i mean it's like in my head i can't stop myself from thinking this way like 
Mm. And that's what leads to burnout for me. It's because there's always these people being called out. There's always these people being exposed. Like people that I know, like the voice actor that got recently called out. Oh um, my God, that is, was crazy. He is close friends with my mutual. And uh. it's really weird because it's like, like I see her hurting and I see, yeah. you know, like her periphery friends hurting and stuff like that. And yeah. it's like in my head, I'm like, who else in this circle is shitty like this, you know? Because, like, you don't just have one associate shitty person. Mm -hmm. There's always more within the circle, you know? And, it, like, I think, like, that's, for me, like, a big source of my burnout. Is I that do think, though, that you have a very high standard of justice in yes, general. I, I think so. You, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have a no, very I think high, so like, moral standing. Because, like, in my brain, I'm like, oh, that person's shitty, and then I move on. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not, like, suspicious of everyone around me after that. It's kind of just like, oh, this is, like, an anomaly. And I move on. I, I think the reason why is not just because of that. Like, I do think I have really high morals in the sense mm -hmm. of, like, I want to see justice served. But I also yeah. think it's just because it's I've seen it too much. Like, mm, you've been in the community for a long time. Yeah, I've just time. seen it way too much. And in my head, I can't just not associate, be like, I hope this person is good. It's like, in my head, I'm like, I have to prevent this from happening again. Uh, and I think like that's, that's a lot of pressure on exactly, yourself. Though. It is, right? But like, that's but what I, also, I mean. Like, that's I my big source of my burnout. Though. But like, I, I, like in like the grand scheme of things, like I don't think that's like the standard. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people, a lot more people feel this way than you'd expect. I have especially no like long term creators. Maybe maybe because I've only been doing this for like almost two years now. I just like ignore everyone on Twitter. <laughs> I just honestly, I just it, it's the best way to go about it. The best way yeah, to do content creation is just to focus on yourself. It's too much but to focus then, on other people. Dude, even then when you do focus on yourself, it's still, it's it's hard. Yeah, it's like you focus on other people and there's this issue. You focus on yourself and there's a numbers issue. You can't fucking win. Yeah. <laughs> and you try to focus on both to, you know, balance. <laughs> and good luck, dude. Good freaking luck. Because it's like, I don't know. I think just having numbers is so toxic to be around oh and it's inevitable dude i mean like it's not even just content creation it's like yep. you know the number of sales you make and, and work how well mm -hmm. did you perform this year you know like uh what are your grades you know it's consistent mm -hmm. in our life i think you know yeah, you're constantly being scaled yeah 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 and it's like arguably probably the biggest source of burnout for students mm -hmm. you know being judged on their performance rather yeah. than their actual interest or knowledge, you know, in mm -hmm. the field that they want to do. And yeah, man, it's it's so prevalent in the content creation community. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, dude, I didn't think, because I, I definitely think even burnout is like a wave as well, where it does like come and go. Because mm -hmm. like I can tell you exactly which months I just was not feeling it at all, content creation wise, and which months I was like riding on a high. And it's like constantly just going up and down and up and down and just like having to push through it. But it's also like, how long can you push through it mm -hmm. before it's, it's like too much? It's, yeah, like you need like the hit. You need the good hit. Because if it's too much sadness for too long, you're like, do I want to keep doing this? Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. It's like, um, God, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about, <laughs> I'm thinking about the Krebs cycle. <laughs> Oh my god. Like you're when you're going through the cycle, you need to be producing like mm -hmm. you need to be producing energy. You know, like you need to be producing something. And if you don't produce anything, then the cycle dies. 
then you just can't do it anymore. You know, burnout yeah. is a part of it, though. You know, there's always going to be a end to the cycle. Mm-hmm. And that ending of the cycle is when you're going to be like, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. But then if you get enough energy to do it again, then you just start mm-hmm. over again. Um, This actually reminded me of something. Um, It was a, a few years ago that I saw this. It was like an Olympic coach. And he was talking about like there's a like a three 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 rule, mm. like thirty three thirty three thirty three, where when you're doing something and you're like you're working towards a go a goal, thirty three percent of the time you should be feeling good, thirty three percent of the time you should be feeling normal, and thirty three percent of the time you should be feeling like shit, <sighs> and that's how you know you're working towards like the correct goal because <sighs> if you're feeling good too much of the time you're not pushing yourself hard enough, if you feel bad too much of the time you're doing something wrong. Because, like, you shouldn't be feeling bad that much. Mm-hmm. And if you only feel, like, neutral the entire time, like, do you not care? Oh, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, so it's, like, you have to constantly be working through the three. My God, it's, it's like, uh... the, like, the flows of, like, content. Like, of, like, content creation, but, like, working towards any goal where there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, and there's going to be stagnant periods. And you just have to constantly be, like, working your way through all three. It's the It's the macros of... <laughs> macros of self-care <laughs> but isn't it like kind of like interesting like to put that into perspective yeah no that's really cool all right so 33 percent fat 33 percent protein 33 percent carbs <laughs> got it cool one <laughs> percent uh where does that go <laughs> it's about drive it's about power we stay hungry we have the power <laughs> that's a that's a really cool way of looking at it though where did you find this uh, I was just watching the Olympics and oh, it was just a guy talking. He was just like a coach talking. Wow, random like, about, coach? Go you. That's awesome. Right? That's an awesome way of looking at it. I know. I heard it. I was like, well, shit. And then well, I did nothing well, with that information. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, to be fair, I feel like before content creation, I really had nothing like personally that I was working towards. Like I was just like working. Did you ever you know? feel burnout before content creation? Uh, um, Like, would you say you so, felt burnt out in school? Yeah, not really. <laughs> I okay. So like high school, I was the kind of person that was like, you know, just just pass and we'll figure the rest out later. Ah, so okay. I never like overexerted myself in high ah. school because because I knew I was going to community college because to save money. Mm. So I went to community college for two years. So like I didn't need good grades to go there. So I just did what I needed to in community college. I got good grades because it wasn't that hard. It's like, it's really not that hard. I transferred over and then like, I actually put effort in for like my last two years in like, like a four-year university. Mm. But like, like, yeah, the classes were hard, but they weren't like impossible. And I thought I had a pretty decent aptitude for like the classes I was taking. And I'm pretty good at scheduling like my time out. So like I would just do my homework in advance and study in advance because I don't like feeling stressed. Mm. So I, I actively like work towards not feeling stressed. But like with content creation, there's nothing you can do to stop feeling stressed when it's constantly working, mm. like looking at numbers. Because like, what can you do to stop caring about like your averages or caring about like your numbers or your follows or whatever? Because it's just constantly staring you in the face. And no matter, let's say how much you improve one month, you can't coast on that. Like you can't just like ace one test and have like your lowest, like your lowest test, like get dropped. It's like, no, every month is a different challenge. And like, you're just constantly like scaling a wall that never ends. I would argue that was basically the school experience for me. 
Oh, I don't know. I don't work that hard. Uh, I, I, I had pretty high expectations because of my scholarship because of, um, oh. I had to keep a 3.75 GPA or higher. So I basically, I think I could only afford getting like, like, like five Bs at most. Like the entire time? The entire four year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't writing on a, that's why I have student loans. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. I think I got a C once and I was like, <gasps> <gasps> But luckily, my uh, my A's averaged it out enough. But um, it was pretty bad. And I remember, like, it was a consistent, like, it wasn't, the, the issue was, is that, like, it wasn't that, like, I wasn't even keeping on track of my work. Mm-hmm. It was that I just simply had too much work. You know what I mean? Mm, like, I was yeah. taking, like, 22, 24 credits Oof. per semester. Yeah, that's a lot. And, like, with work as well. So yeah. it was like, it was really difficult. And I think like in my mind, it was like the grades were so evident of how well I was doing that like mm-hmm. I could not like differentiate myself from the the score on my test mm-hmm. and like my self-worth. And I think that's oh. actually like maybe the reason why I don't have that big of an issue with content creation. Because mm-hmm. like it took a very long four years for me to slowly start not associating that way. Mm. and so like it wasn't i went on, i don't think until my junior end of junior year or beginning of senior year where i finally started feeling comfortable with getting like you know a 90 percent instead of like a 95 ah oh, man an a is an a no man an a is not an a there's a minus <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, no i i never had that feeling in school like obviously like, i wanted good grades but i didn't like I don't know. I, I prioritize a good night's sleep over like an extra like three points. Yeah, no, that's that's a very different experience from what I had. I think that might be why I don't feel as stressed in content creation because it's like I've been through the ringer with this in another scenario. Mm. And now I kind of understand like, okay, there's always going to be moments where life just fucks you up. Because like there was this one semester where life was just fucking me up. Like I was sick consistently. I had like six different crises. And like my grades tanked because of it. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, of course. I'm a terrible person because my grades tanked, you know? But it, it wasn't like, I never considered like, oh, life just happened. I was stressed uh, out, you know? Yeah. And like now it's like for me to compartmentalize that, I can easily say like, life happened. I'm stressed out. I deserve to, you know, have a break. And if my numbers tank because of that, it's whatever, you know? So you see, I understand that in theory. Yes, but it's hard to execute. I understand. <laughs> Because it's like, I could I could sit there. I could be like, I understand exactly why these numbers are not as nice as I want them to be. And still be like, it still feels like shit. No, no. I think, yeah. I think that's totally valid. Because like, it's the same experience I had in college. It's like, I understood that I should be letting myself rest. I should be forgiving myself for yes. this. But like mentally, I was like, I can't. You know, yeah. like I, I am being so tough on myself because like, this is how I've always lived, you know? Mm, I, I, I think... For for me, at least, the difference is that I don't think I ever had something I genuinely cared about as much as content creation before. Because mm. for my community, this is the first thing I feel like that's properly mine. Mm-hmm. Where it's not just like, oh, school. Oh, like random hobbies here or there. Oh, like a show I really like. But like content creation for me is the first thing that I'm like, I cultivated this like with my own hands mm-hmm. and like it's so precious to me that I want nothing like bad to ever happen to it but at the same time like it can just completely like mess with my own like my, my own head and my own like mental health because of how, like, like, how much care I yeah, have exactly. for it yeah 
No, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Because mm-hmm. it's like it's like something you care about so much that, you know, has such a big impact on your life. Mm-hmm. And you value it at a very high position in your like core values. And like yes. if something bad happens to it or if something like that might denote that you're doing a poor job in it, for example, numbers, then you feel yeah, like numbers. it's a it's a like direct implication on yourself. Yeah. I think that's a good way of looking at it, though, because it's like it's not that we are being I think like a lot of the guilt that comes from caring about numbers is from the narcissism of it. Right. People think it's narcissistic to care about numbers, Mm. that gravity. But I think that's a great way of looking at it. It's like it's not the narcissism that makes you care about it. It's because you care about it so much, you know, Yeah, that it hurts. Yeah, that it hurts whenever you do badly. That's a great way of looking at it, though. Because I think I think a lot of people feel that way. It's just very hard to verbalize. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like at like a certain point, like let's say like you do start like averaging a little bit lower. There's also like a sense of embarrassment because everyone can see it. Mm-hmm. So it's also mm-hmm. like there's like that added layer as well where it's like, oh, like I'm not like averaging as well as I used to be. And everyone can see that like something's happening. And like, there's like no way for you to stop it. I was going to say, I don't feel like people care all that much, but I definitely have. No, they pay attention. No, I definitely have. I paid attention. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, I definitely have remembered like distinctly saying like, oh yeah, someone got partnered because of ASMR and then they stopped doing partner. I mean, they stopped doing ASMR and then like their numbers tanked. I remember yeah. distinctly re- like pointing yeah. that out with someone's stream at one point. Yeah, yeah multiple times. Yeah, no. <laughs> and like, it's unfortunate, but everyone talks. It is what it is. Yeah. And I yeah, don't think it is it's what like, it is. it's malicious. You know, Mm-mm. it's just like kind of observant of like, oh, yeah, this person used to do one category, then they switched and yeah. their numbers tanked. It's a good indicator of how communities work in the sphere. You know, it's like yes. people are going to come to your streams and know you for one thing. You just do that one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I can admit it when I don't play Genshin, my numbers are dog water. I can I can admit it. Like I'm working on like diversifying, and I think I'm I'm doing as best as I can. But the, there's gonna be a hit, and I, I'm gonna have to take like a tank mm-hmm. and just kind of like push through. But it's like that, like pushing through. That's the hardest part because you don't know if it's going to pay off or not. Because you could always go back to your safety net and be like, "Well, I know what works, and I'm actively going against what I know works." So you're just like constantly overthinking and like second guessing if you're making the right choices mm-hmm. by trying to pivot god yeah. that's that's also another thing there's like there's such a there's such a like um a big distinction on right and wrong choices i feel like in the content creation community like especially mm-hmm. with like growth it's like yeah. you can make the right choice to grow you can make the wrong choice to grow you know and it's like there's so many people telling you different things about it as well it's like oh doing this will help you grow or doing that will help you grow doing this will not help you grow Mm -hmm. and it's like it almost feels like like pressure this yeah this pressure to stick with some set of arbitrary rules in order to grow as some like you know grow your numbers you know Mm -hmm. at the same time it's like you don't want to be disingenuine in like your own content yeah and so you don't want to like you know abide only by those rules but then it's like you see other people doing it and then it works for them and you're like oh damn that could have been me so it could have been me (laughs) it should have been me (laughs) not him (laughs) it's not fair um i was actually about to say like lately i've been actually thinking like why am i working so hard 
and like actually having to like sit down with myself and do like self-evaluation like what is the reason I am trying content creation so hard like what is my end goal and like I still don't have the answer but it's like at least acknowledging that I have to like look a little deeper Mm -hmm. than surface level because it's like what what do I actually want out of content creation because I started as a meme and I never really thought too deeply about it otherwise but it's like I put so much effort into it but I don't know what outcome I actually want well I don't think it needs to be like a like a huge outcome you know I think your outcome can just be I want to be able to sustainably do this for like the next however so many years but yeah but it's also like identifying that because like for me right now I'm like oh I just I like going live Mm -hmm. but it's like why am I working so hard because going live the the going live part's the easiest part so like Mm. why am I working so hard it's just like a lot of internal stuff I have to work through Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah man it's, it's so hard. tough, man. It, 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 like surface level, like you just see, you know, people just going live and doing funny stuff on stream. But there's so much internalization of <laughs> feelings. Like it's going crazy. live is the easiest part. Like 100% going live is clicking start streaming is the easiest part of streaming. I would argue against that for some people. Really? I think, yeah. I think just hitting the I live think, button, like it's easy. I think you're very extroverted. But I think there are maybe. people who are more introverted and have issues. Like going live is maybe like one of their biggest issues. Like there's so oh. many V tweeters, man. Okay, but those people aren't like actually like people. Okay, yeah, but listen. maybe they want to be. If they wanted to, they would just do it. No, that's the issue. That's the issue. Sometimes there's anxiety with it. <laughs> What's that? I'm, it's not real. <laughs> I've never experienced it, it, so therefore it can't be a real emotion. (laughs) I would still argue, no matter like how how hard it is to click that start, I still think starting streaming is the easiest part of streaming, and like the hard part comes the grind. I would argue against that. I think I think there's a lot of anxiety that comes with streaming as well that a lot of people face. Mm -hmm. Because I think like I speak from this perspective because um, when I was like 11 years old. Um, I streamed on Nico Nico Doga. I don't know if I, I told you I would like this. to point out that at 11 years old, you're not old enough to stream on any platform. Hey, you listen, need to be at least 13. That's not true. <laughs> on Nico Nico Doga, it was a free-for-all because it was in Japan. <laughs> International law. So, so, okay, no, like, it, it was a terrible idea. I have so many terrifying stories from that. Oh I was God. being asked to be like, I was like, I was being asked for my hand in marriage almost like every single stream. Pedophile, stop! No, it's that's a whole other story for another day. Uh, remind me to tell our okay. podcast about that some at some point. It's so we'll terrifying. have a pedophilia episode. It's oh my god! Can we? <laughs> content creation community is so yeah. fucking real i can't even begin to explain it's like ridiculous oh my god no it's fucking insane dude the abuse of power especially towards younger mm-hmm. fans i can't emphasize how insanely prevalent can, can it I is. just can i just say something real quick it is a streamer green flag if they do not allow dms from uh community members yes 
it is a green yes, flag. Because you should not be talking on that level with your community members in a private space. Because there is a power dynamic and a healthy streamer will understand that and not take advantage of their viewers. That God. is I, I shouldn't have to say it, but God. there Why is a difference. Why is it a thing, man? <laughs> oh my God. It's so crazy. But yeah, anyways, I streamed on. Uh, my point. <laughs> I streamed on Nico Nico Dolga when I was like 11 years old. And mm -hmm. I remember there were a lot of um, people that I met in that site that said mm -hmm. one of their biggest fears about content creation wasn't actually making like covers or like making music yeah. or like making videos. It was going live and being so utterly filterless in a sphere that they don't know the people of. Like they don't know their viewers and they're filterless live. And they were so anxious of that, that they would That's have so a hard time of going live. That's so fascinating to me because I don't think I could say anything that could get me canceled. Well, I, I, I'd argue against that as well. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. NTR is not that bad. Why'd you get quiet? Mookie? Anyways, <laughs> um... <laughs> Anyways, how do you deal with burnout? <laughs> okay, no, no, but, um... But, like, the reason I think, like, the starting stream part is, like, I thought, the easiest... I thought you said the reason why the oh, no, 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 I was gonna go back to the topic. Um... <laughs> The reason I, I think starting stream is the easiest part is because when you're starting, listen, you're going to hit start stream. No one's going to watch you. So why are you scared? You're going to be streaming to exactly zero people. So it's fine. Like you're, you're going to be fine okay. because no one's even watching. I feel like that's what's happening now because mm -hmm. of the saturation of streamers. Yes. But back then, like you would at least have like. 10 random people come into your stream if you did a one know, hour man. stream how many people have been like i've been streaming for seven years and i've had three people in my i don't know chat. man when i was on nico okay this might have been because i was 11 <laughs> i think it was because you were 11 and there's a lot of creeps in the world just saying but okay okay in my ex <laughs> you know what no my experience is invalid you're right your experience is valid it's just very it's very subjective it's like it's a very <laughs> I don't know how many 11 year olds that went live on Nico Nico Doko. Like, I don't, I don't know what that website was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't Just know. Just because I wasn't a Vocaloid kid. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Cause like, I definitely feel like, like nowadays it's harder to get noticed mm -hmm. because of the saturation. Like yeah. I feel like when Twitch first started or like when it was at its height and maybe like, I want to say like 2017 ish. I feel like the hype was 2020. Really? Yeah, everyone was home from COVID. Everyone was watching streams. The site had like uh, a 20% increase. I guess so. Increase. Yeah, but I feel like that was also when streamers became really, really popular. Yeah, that's because there was an audience to watch them. Yeah. No, but like the people like starting up streaming. Mm. Like there was an influx of yeah. VTubers. There was an influx of like IRL streamers. You know stuff like yeah. that. I feel like around 2016, 2017 was, a, was when I remember Twitch being pretty big, but like I didn't know a lot of people who streamed. You know what I mean? It was very uh, much so yeah, like yeah. just an audience thing. Mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I feel like it was easier to start back then. 
I don't know. I didn't even. Th- I didn't even know what Twitch was back then. Uh, understandable. Understandable. <laughs> I was a normie until COVID happened, and then I was like forced to be home. I'm like, oh, I'll try this. And here we are. Here we are. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know. Starting stream was the easiest part for me personally. I wasn't expecting the shit of stuff that would happen after I, I started streaming. You're incredibly extroverted compared to a lot of streamers. But I don't think I'm extroverted at all in real life. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I don't think you're extroverted in the the co- co- colloquial. The conventional. Yeah, conventional. That's a great, yeah. The conventional yeah. extrovertedness. It's like you're not like, you're not like hyperactive or like consistently saying hi to people. But like, I do feel like you're extroverted in the way, in the sense of like, you have, Maybe you just have good social skills. I think I just know how to hold a conversation. Yeah, and I think that's just not very common anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I touched some grass growing up. I think that that might be it. I think that might be it. (laughs) I feel like you're just good at socializing and that's just not common anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You know, hey, that might be a good place to to go to our intermission. Yeah, you're right. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's go to intermission. Hi, everyone. This is Moogie of Moogie Mail, a podcast of two content creators and streamers talking about how they navigate the world of modern content creation and internet culture. You can watch our podcast live on Twitch at Moogie Mail Podcast every Friday at 8 p.m. EST, where you can also join the live audience and talk to us during our exclusive intermissions. We both thank you so much for listening to Moogie Mail, and please enjoy the rest of the episode. And we're back to the Mickey Mail Advice back. Board Submission section. Boop, boop, boop. All right. Do you want to go first? <clears throat> yes, I shall. So this is a question is asked by Discord Spicy Water. Corporate VTubers have been on the spot on social media in a negative way. Do you think the transition from an indie VTuber to a corporate one changes one's behavior to act this way? I think that's a phenomenal question. Oh man, dude! What I was a actually question. thinking about this. I, I was actually thinking about this earlier. Um, I was thinking about this earlier too, actually. When I think it's because of the you recent. Know what, uh, if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, if you, you know. know, you know. But I, I do think that there is a very stark difference in how corporate and indie VTubers act. And I think indie VTubers have a lot of leeway with the jokes they're allowed to make because generally when it comes to your audience, even if you have like, let's say a pretty negative take or a bad take objectively, your audience understands where you're coming from and you, for the most part, won't get attacked for it. But when it comes to like the corporate sphere, like yes, your audience might understand, but you have such a a wider range of spectacle on you that the moment your content leaves the sphere of comfort of your own community, it's subject. It's a lot easier subject to that negative criticism and a lot of like the hate that can happen because they don't understand the humor, like your personal humor, like no matter how bad the take is and whatnot. Um, but there's just like a lot less leeway in kind of getting away with things because you're just in the you you have a wider range of like public eye on you i think it's not only just that but i think also the pressure to stay relevant because like 
Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say who it is. <laughs> <laughs> can we like? Can we get that on our shirt? I'm not gonna say who, but because I I feel like that's that's like that's merch right there. Okay, I'm not gonna say who, but <laughs> no 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 no. It, the, the the image will be both of us sipping on a cup of tea, looking side eye. I'm not gonna say who, but. <laughs> I'm not gonna say who it is, but you know the like uh, Niji Sanji is big, right? Yes, they're constantly releasing new people. They're consistent. There's yeah. consistently just just you know an mm-hmm. increase of like competition, especially within yes. your own uh, sphere, right? Your own company's mm-hmm. sphere. And I think the almost the the pressure to stay relevant, the pressure to stay like on top of things might make some people crack and because like i'm not gonna say who it is (laughs) (laughs) but like to my knowledge this person would have never said something like this in real life like Mm, from my experience of this person they would have never said this in real life like if they were just conversing when you're streaming though Sometimes the worst parts come out. No, like the intrusive that's what thoughts I mean, win. though. That's what I mean. It's, there's no yeah. filter, right? But you are you're yeah. also under all this pressure to like be funny. You're also under on, mm. all this pressure to be entertaining. And yeah. sometimes I feel like, like you know, so things, things slip. slip. Yeah, yeah, you know, like to my knowledge, this person of subject mm-hmm. would not have said this IRL. Like yeah. I do not see them as this type of person. Mm-hmm. But from a very very tunneled visioned you know, interaction with this one clip in this context, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to see them in a certain light that you just can't unsee it, you know, because that's what you, that's your first impression. And first impressions matter a lot. Exactly. It's, I'm telling you, it's the, um, the exposure to a more general audience Mm -hmm. and like an audience that isn't open to hearing the reasoning behind what you said. Or, like, understanding that, like, oh, this isn't, like, a normal, like, occurrence. Because, like, let's say, like, I had a clip like that come out. I feel like everyone that knows me would be, like, extremely confused. Yeah. hmm Yeah. And it's just, like, shit's tough, man. <laughs> like, it's, like, I think, like, what people don't realize is that... <sighs> there's still people. Yeah, and people make like, mistakes. People make mistakes and it happens. And I won't say that what this person said wasn't wrong because it was pretty yeah. fucked up. Like yeah, no, it, 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 was, it was pretty, pretty fucked. fucked up. And if you know I still don't think they're a like a bad person though. Yeah, like I think from like my knowledge of who they are, I don't feel like they're yeah. a bad person. I think they fucked up. But like yeah. what they said was fucked up and I mm-hmm. do see them in a worser worser in a more negative a, light. Yeah, because worse, of what they word. said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but end of the day, you know, like from my previous knowledge of them, I don't want that to be the only thing that dictates, dictates, dick, dick, dictates. Dick. Yes. I'm well, not going to say who you are, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> but yeah. No, like, yeah, if, if you don't know, like, yeah. Evie, Evie raised a great point. If you don't know them outside of that, though, that's all you know of them. Yeah, that's exactly. all you see of them, you know? Dude, I could see one tweet from someone and I'm like, I hate this bitch. <laughs> like, and that's it. I know nothing else, but I know that. But it's, it's just like a very, 
subjective point of view, which like you can't fault yourself for like feeling a certain way if that's like your only exposure. But it's like everyone makes mistakes. I, I think every person has good and bad within them. And it's just like people fuck up. And it's, it's just recognizing that. And witch hunting is never a good thing because I think it can just drive people into a corner to either double down or just like mentally break. Yeah. I'm trying to think about like what... You see, the thing is like, I, I try to put myself in these shoes, right? And it's like, I just, mm -hmm. I, I just can't imagine what I would say that like would get canceled i don't know i mean we make a lot of homophobic jokes okay yeah but we know those are jokes <laughs> but someone could clip it out of context that is true that is true someone could very easily just clip it out of context and no one would bother like fact checking it but like i don't know because it's like it, i'm trying to think about it in a sense because like should we just talk about it instead of darting around the edges like the the issue yeah like with who yeah i feel like everyone knows okay so this this you, one you said I you said Niji Sanji. i won't say the name but i will talk about what happened <laughs> you said the name i, I, I won't get, you... say the name of who this is <laughs> but if you know you know <laughs> but um uh this person she basically made a rape joke she <gasps> I won't say who it is, but if you know, you it was know. A very, it was a very distasteful joke. Yeah, it was, um, it was a very distasteful joke, um, that, uh, as, as someone who has gone through sexual trauma, I definitely was very uncomfortable by it, um, but, uh, it was in context to this horror game that she was playing that in which she zoomed in on the body of the girl and was like now i can see why she got and she cut herself off um and like i said it's fucked it's fucked there's no one saying that it's not fucked it's so yeah. fucked like that's not something you say right mm -hmm. but at the same time it's like me knowing this person outside of this one incident and having like actual genuine experience like with her it's like yeah. in my head i can't seem to disassociate the fact that this is the same person that said this like it doesn't make sense it does not make sense to me because i yeah. saw i saw her as someone who passed my vibe check was very very sweet to me who was a yeah. very genuine person to me mm -hmm. and... i remember you telling me that like oh like this person's like genuinely because i asked him, like oh how are they like you know like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in person and you're like, oh, no, like, very sweet. And it's just, like, in my head, I can't associate with the fact that this is the same person, you know? Yeah. And I think it was, like, a case of intrusive thoughts winning for, like, a moment. Yeah. And it was, like, in the worst possible way. It's just, it's, it's really fucked, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. But at the same time, it's, like, I get all the anger. I get, I think everyone who's responding in anger is totally valid. Because, like, this is not okay, right? Mm -hmm. But... At the same time, it's like a part of me is like I want to be understanding and yeah. like see that she's not all that one clip was mm -hmm. and also see past that. But it's difficult because it's like it's almost like 
there's a motion of the status quo as well. You know what I mean? It's like, mm, if, like you're if you're not, not actively, if you're not actively against it, you're for it, kind of thing. Yeah, which kind of sucks because sometimes, like people, like did you see there was a tweet going around where someone was asking someone about their Harry Potter take because they're like, I noticed that you haven't been like you haven't tweeted a stance on it, which means you're obviously like for it, and so I'm gonna have to block you unless I you, did you not clarify. see that. That's fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, and someone's like, I don't even like care about the franchise itself, so I don't even think I have a right to talk about it. Which I think that's a valid take. Like, if you just genuinely don't care like about like the franchise, like why should you insert yourself into that conversation? It's so difficult, man. It's like it. it no, no, no. I totally understand because it's like, yep. it's almost like. <sighs> I think a good way of putting this is: I remember there was someone who was underneath that thread with that one clip, mm-hmm. and someone was like. I think everyone is justified in what you're feeling, but also I think shown that they're not like this, you know, in the past. And, you know, I don't want everyone to judge her for that one thing. And then there were like a bunch of people under that reply saying like, oh, based, you know, like, yeah, people are so sensitive. It's like, that's not what this person that's said. That's not the point. That's not, that's not the, the point. point. It's not that I'm for what she said. That's fucked. It's fucked. We yeah. understand that's fucked, right? But... It's also, you know, like, for people who know her, it's a really jarring thing. And, like, we're allowed mm-hmm. to feel jarred as as well, you know? And we're allowed to feel like, yeah. what the fuck is happening with this person I thought was a very good person, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely just believe that, we like, society as, like, a whole has gotten to a point where you either have to be actively against, like, on either side. Like, you are not allowed to, like, understand and be compassionate you have to like either attack or like be on their side and like there's no more in between and i just like i don't think that's right because like i i don't know i think education is more important i think like hey this hurts this is why it hurts and like you should make steps to like make it better or like apologize and like learn from your mistakes rather than being like oh she said this like she needs to be freaking canceled deleted off this platform like absolutely scum of the earth it's like that's not how you solve issues see that's just like fear-mongering people into like i don't know like being afraid to make mistakes i wanna i wanna agree with you but boy have there been times i know i know oh my god (laughs) i have wanted to viscerally rip someone's throat out like i think it's on a it's on a spectrum okay but i also don't think you're the type of person to go into a twitter thread and talk about it like that absolutely not like i would do something about it you know like that's the thing it's like i think these emotions are valid. It's just how you act on these emotions. You know, it's, yeah, it's like it's the way that they express exactly. it. I think is is not correct. It's 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 a unproductive means of unproductive expression. I think that's a great mm-hmm. way of putting it. It's like you're not doing anything with your emotions, and you're also not fixing anything with your emotions. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you're allowed to have these feelings. At the same time, it's like stop and think about you know like what are you accomplishing with the emotions that you're expressing, you know? Hick. Yes. Hick. Sorry. I do not know who the <laughs> name of this person is. I think that's a good place to end that question. <laughs> uh, just, guys, try not to be shitty. Uh, it's okay if you make a mistake. People aren't perfect. Um, learn from your mistakes. Don't be afraid to apologize. Um, I don't know why a lot of people have a lot of pride when it comes to apologizing. If you make a mistake, just own up to it and learn from it and move on. It's not that hard. It's easier. 
just to be like, hey, I'm sorry, I fucked up. This is why I fucked up and I'll work on fixing it. And it's really that simple. And for some it reason, really is. people will die on that hill. Man, yeah. why? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't think I don't, we're, I don't think we're, I don't think we're ever going to know. I don't, I just, it's yeah. just one of those weird human phenomenons. Dude, I want to get called out so badly. No, you don't. So <laughs> I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be a little fun because like, listen, listen, I'm not corporate. I can, I can, I can clap back. I won't be silenced. I'm, I, I can be like, like, listen, listen, you guys try to, I don't know what I get canceled for. NTR. Okay, the art's great. Blame the artist for making pretty art. That's not my fault. I'm I'm a consumer in this situation. <laughs> oh god. I think people forgot what the outside world feels like. I think people just forget what talking face to face feels like. I feel like yes. A lot of these conversations if had face to face or even on voice call, I think so many things people just would not say. Yes. You know what I mean? Because there's such an mm-hmm. autonomy to actually vocalizing these things. Whereas if you just mm-hmm. type it, it's whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's like actually hearing someone's reaction to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. 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 It, it can drastically change just like your opinion on things. Where it's like you're ready to go in with like a lot of like hate and just like attack. And then you can generally be like, oh, like I, I didn't think about it from that perspective. And then like they kind of like, oh oh, okay, yeah, like, let's talk about it now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it gets a lot easier to, like, de-escalate that way. But when you're, like, on a Twitter thread and nobody's going to back down because everyone's heads in their own asses and it's just, like, constantly going back and forth at each other and, like, no one wants to yield because that's not what Twitter's for. It's also Twitter's this massive gonna... circle jerk, man. It's, like, whatever the most prevalent opinion is, people love to just bounce on that, you know? I want to bounce on that circle jerk cock. Wait, wait, uh, Duologs makes a good point. The problem when getting canceled is that they take everything you say in the most bad faith way possible and you can't really say anything even if you do nothing wrong. Like the cases where when someone gets canceled and every action that they took gets micro-analyzed. Where it's like, oh, they said this thing and no one cared but now that they're getting canceled, everyone's like, mm, yeah, this was like kind of weird. Yeah, that's a bit strange. It's like people, people have capacity to change, you know? And yeah. the era of like... The past is also just the era of the past. There's been yeah. so many whack-ass things that have been said in media as well. And people just, you know, just don't, don't, mm-hmm. don't think about it, you know? Hey, man, listen, I know that Glee is the most problematic media ever to exist. <laughs> I still love the shit out of it, okay? I understand that if it was made today, it would get canceled. But it wasn't, and I love it. And I'm sorry. That's that's what I get canceled for. It is for. what it is. Anyways, right, next, uh, question. next question, yes. Next question is from Maldoran, who said, do you think burnout, do you think burnout is inevitable because of the nature of streaming slash content creation because of the amount of focus and time it takes to remain relevant to grow? Um, yes. 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 100% (laughs) yes. It is a stage of growth. I think burnout. (laughs) I think burnout is just part of the cycle these days. It's not even a thing Mm -hmm. you can avoid anymore. It's just you have to recognize that it's something that's going to happen and you just have to recognize how you mitigate it. Yep. And like Mina said, I think that's something that we're all discovering for ourselves slowly because I yes. do not know how to mitigate burnout either. I just usually work past it and then burn out even more and then have to take a week off. 
I simply <gasps> just keep working until I don't feel it anymore. And then like for like a month, I'll feel really good. And then another month, I'll be like, well, shit, it's back. And then <laughs> and then the cycle, can, I, right now I'm waiting for it to go away because I, I definitely, I think right now I'm feeling it a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's just like pushing through it and just push, push, push. And eventually I'll, I'll get to the other side. I will argue that I think burnout is just a staple in a lot of people's diets nowadays. Like, Mm -hmm. no matter what you do, you're going to get burned out. It's just the world itself is just too much these days. You're always like, there's always something new, you know? I think we're in a constant state of overstimulation. Overstimulation. Agree. I agree 100%. Dude, when I'm like working my day job, I have a YouTube video up, I have TikTok open, and I'm working. Like, I have like, so much things like distracting me at once. It's almost like it's like our norm now that we need it in order to mm-hmm. stay focused. But then it's have also simultaneously seen, the same thing that's causing our burnout. Have you seen the memes of like not being able to watch something without subway surfers playing in like the yes. background? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the first thing I did when I got my iPhone was download subway surfers. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they don't have it on Android. I was like, wait, I'm so I wanted sorry. to play subway surfers. But um... Yeah, it's just like we're in a constant state of overstimulation. So like by the time you get to like actual content creation, you're already overstimulated just from like constant like consumption. I almost, Where when it's time to like actually create something, it's just like so much like ideas and things in your head that I, it's like already hard to put it out there. I almost feel like we're in a constant state of being forced to be stimulated. If You know what I mean? Like it's almost like, yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I don't want to say like I felt this way because of you guys but I will say that, like, there was a little bit of, like, means of FOMO if I wasn't, like, there when you guys were watching something. Or if I wasn't there uh, when, like, something was happening. You know what I mean? And, like, mm-mm, it's this mm-mm. idea that it's almost like I need to keep up. It's not just with my friends, of course. Like, my friends, I love my friends. I love hanging out with them. And, of course, I experience FOMO, right? But, like, um, it's, all, it's not that makes sense, just though. with my friends. It's, like, with everything, it's like mm-hmm. the idea that, oh, I haven't kept up with the news. I need to keep up with the news. Oh, I, my emails uh, are lacking behind. I need to respond to stuff. Oh, um, I need to go do chores. Like, oh, uh, there's a new YouTube video out from this one person. Oh, you know, like mm-hmm. I have a friend who's doing something I want to go to, but like I don't have time. Oh, maybe I can clear out the schedule. And it's like there's a consistent state of just like everything is happening all at yeah. once. And you just possibly cannot uh, keep up keep up with everything, but you try to. And that's where the burnout comes from, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And I would also argue that the burnout also comes from when you're seeing the people around you like working or working hard at something and you feel like, oh, am I not doing enough? Do I need to be doing more to be like on par of like what uh, the, the people around me are doing? <laughs> yeah, no, no, but like legitimately where it's like, oh, like, okay, I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm going to put words in your guys' mouths, but like you put words I've in my had mouth con- any day. What? <laughs> like, I, like, I've always had a consistent stream schedule. And I feel like that kind of like influenced everyone to like actually start streaming consistently. I will say I started streaming consistently because of you. Like I can confidently say that. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome, Moogie's community. I got you guys a consistent (laughs) streamer. (laughs) I would not have started streaming consistently if not for you. Because I think like in my head, streaming was never a consistent thing. Because it was like, I, I maybe I have this happening or maybe I have that happening. I'm just going to not make a schedule and just do whatever the fuck I want, you know? And then yeah. like, it wasn't until I think I saw you doing it with a job. And I was like, oh, mm. this is possible. Let me try it too. 
Yeah. And I needed I think, it because I had a job. I think I also felt FOMO. Ah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I gave you I gave you FOMO. I was just streaming. <laughs> no, I I have such bad FOMO, dude. I, FOMO is like my worst enemy. Same. Enemy. Dude. Okay, no cap. I see you guys in call like right before I go to bed. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. I'm sorry. Listen, you guys, I'm they're sorry. in call, and I, I'm, I'm like in bed already, so I'm not getting on that call, but I'm watching. <laughs> and I see, I see links going into the stupid voice channel, and I'm like, I should be there, but I'm gonna go to sleep. But it I should be been there. Me, not him. It's Although I'd argue like we all kind of do that because all of us lurk through like the voice channel chat. <laughs> no, dude, we're all like, I feel like we're all active at the same time, but just like waiting for that one person to hop into voice chat. Be like, who's going to go in first? Who's going to, who's going to go in first? Who's going to, uh, yeah. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> we all hop in right after. <laughs> God. Hey guys, step number one, get friends. Oh fuck, man. That's so hard. <laughs> That's really hard. That's no, no, genuinely so it's hard. hard. It is so fucking hard. Like, how do you, like, genuinely, how do you make friends? I don't know, man. Just just keep throwing cheese at a wall and hopefully they laugh. Dude, I, listen, you say that and I'm like, yeah, I should throw cheese at a wall. Bro, I ran out of cheese like three years ago. I'm not going to the grocery store to stock up on cheese. I'm just staring at the wall. <laughs> wait, <laughs> like, wait, for a second, I thought you were talking about actual cheese. <laughs> I was like, the metaphor hold on a second, cheese. hold on a second. Is this actual cheese or metaphor cheese? <laughs> i think it's very hard especially because like um it sucks but you kind of have to make friends within your um within your viewership or like within your like like you don't have to but it's like it's easier if you're coming in without knowing them or like having a connection yeah it's really hard to make friends in the content creation community because there's so much like there's so much already defining you, your followers, yes. your how much subs you have, your viewership. There's just so much already yeah. defining who you are. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. It's definitely difficult. It's hard. And it's like differentiating between actual friendship and content creation friendship. And yeah, it's hard. Making friends is hard, man. How it's, do we become friends? I'm glad we're friends. I'm glad we're friends too. Oh my God. Kia. Oh my God. All right. Do you want to end it here? Gay. We went a little longer than intended. What were we going to say? I don't remember. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my ADHD. <laughs> uh, that's my student loans. Okay, we need to talk. Hold on, hold on. We need, we need, we need to tell, we need to tell, we need to tell the boys the story. So we were having a pretty serious conversation at one point. <laughs> I think we were talking about like the differences between like me and Mina's perspective on attention. Like Mm -hmm. Mina was just like, oh yeah, if I want to do something, I'll just get up and do it. And I was like, I cannot do that. Like there are so many things that go on through my head. I was telling her the, 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 the premise of like uh, executive paralysis where it's like, you can't do something because there's too many steps to go do it because you're rationalizing out every single step in your head. And then you just end up not doing the thing. Yeah. See, like in my head, I'm just like, oh, I have a lot to do. Let me tackle it off one by one so I have less to do. Yeah. And I was telling Mina, like, oh, yeah, I, I just can't do that. That's like, that's not how mm-hmm. my brain works. And I was like, I have ADHD. And Mina was like, oh, yeah, I have student loans. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, we all have struggles in life. You have ADHD. I have student loans. <laughs> I was just so out of the blue. I was like, how does this relate? <laughs> you know what? It, 
you know what the energy it's giving me the one time you were like hey do you think we're ever gonna get sick of each other and i was like yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) you have adhd and i have student loans (laughs) (laughs) but she doesn't i have both oh god (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah i think that's a good place to end though okay (laughs) all right Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can find us both streaming at our respective Twitch channels at twitch.tv slash nagamimugi, N-A-G-A-M-I-M-U-G-I, and twitch.tv slash minaoyama, M-I-N-A-A-O-Y-A-M-A. <laughs> you can also find Miggy Mail live at twitch.tv slash Podcast every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, where you can join us and a live audience at the recording of these podcasts. Thank you once again for coming and have a great time zone. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Bye!